0: Allison, I hate him when he leaves on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's Chip and Allison.
1: You've almost, you, wait, you're not Chip. That's right. I almost, I caught it this time. Last time you did it, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> I was like, here we are, Chip and Allison. All
0: right. Yes, that's right. It's Eric and Allison on Chip and Eric and Friends.
1: Chip and oh. Eric
0: and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chip has added the dun-dun-dun. Did he? Da-na-na. Oh, he-, he does two. And he caught me off guard with that. I don't think it happens. I think it's after tomorrow. He does two? So it's Chip and Eric and friends. And he goes, Da-na-na. And that's Da-na-na. Da-na-na.
1: Oh, he does it twice? Yes. I was like, didn't?
0: Yes. And it interrupted me. So now that's my thing to do to people.
1: Yeah, that's not. Didn't a... it work? It's good. It worked. I didn't enjoy Speaking it. Speaking but... of things that work. this is day 23, and we're going to read Exodus 4 through 6 and John 11, 18 through 46. Exodus.
0: Exodus, chapter 4, signs of the Lord's power. But Moses protested again, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out again, his hand was as white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in, and when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they, do not believe, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, then they will be convinced by the second sign. And if they don't believe you or listen to you even after these two signs, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out on the dry ground. When you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said. What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well and look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak and I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I've shown you.
1: Moses returns to Egypt. So Moses went back home to Jethro his father-in-law please let me return to my relatives in Egypt Moses said I don't even know if they're still alive go in peace Jethro replied before Moses left Midian the Lord said to him return to Egypt for all those who wanted to kill you have died so Moses took his wife and sons and put them on a donkey and headed back to the land of Egypt in his hand he carried the staff of God and the Lord told Moses when you arrive back in Egypt go to Pharaoh and perform all the miracles I have empowered you to do but I will harden his heart so he will refuse to let the people go Then you will tell him, this is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son. I commanded you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn son. On the way to Egypt, at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. But Moses' wife, Zipporah, took took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet with the foreskin and said, now you are a bridegroom of blood to me when she said of a bridegroom of blood, she was referring to the circumcision. After that, the Lord left him alone. Now the Lord had said to Aaron, go out to the wilderness to meet Moses. So Aaron went and met Moses at the mountain of God, and he embraced him. Moses then told Aaron everything the Lord had commanded him to say, and he told him about the miraculous signs the Lord had commanded him to perform. Then Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt and called the elders of Israel to get called all the elders of Israel together. Aaron told them everything the Lord had told Moses, and Moses performed the miraculous signs as they watched. Then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron. When they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshiped.
0: Exodus chapter 5, Moses and Aaron speak to Pharaoh. After this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Is that so? retorted Pharaoh. And who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and I will ne- and I will not let Israel go. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declared. So let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with the sword. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their tasks? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land, and you are stopping them from their work.
1: Making bricks without straw. That same day, Pharaoh sent his his order to the Egyptian slave driver and the Israelite foreman, do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they're crying out. Let us go offer sacrifice to our God. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That'll teach them to listen to lies. So the slave drivers and foremen went out and told the people, this is what Pharaoh says. I will not provide any more straw for you. Go and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can, but you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks, just as you did when we provided you with straw, they demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foreman they had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quotas either yesterday or today, they demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. We are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand, make bricks. We are being beaten, but it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, you're just lazy, lazy. That's why you're that's why you're saying, let us go offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foreman could see that they were in serious trouble when they were told, you must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. And as they left Pharaoh's court, um, sorry, I turned to more than one page. Cliffhanger. They confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside for them. The foreman said to them, May the Lord judge and punish you for making us stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands, an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them.
0: Hmm. Exodus chapter 6, promises of deliverance. Then the Lord told Moses, now you will see what I do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave this land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name Yahweh to them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give the land of Canaan, where they lived as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession I am the Lord so Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said but they refused to listen anymore they had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery then the Lord said to Moses go back to Pharaoh the king of Egypt and tell him to let the people of Israel to let the people of Israel leave his country but lord Moses objected my own people won't listen to me anymore how can I expect pharaoh to listen i'm such a clumsy speaker but the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt.
1: The ancestors of Moses and Aaron. These are the ancestors of some of the clans of Israel. The sons of Reuben, Israel's oldest sons, were Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. Their descendants became the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shaul. Shaul's mother was a Canaanite woman. Their descendants became the clans of Simeon. These are the descendants of Levi as listed in their family records. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Levi lived to be 137 years old. The descendants of, the Gershon, included, of Gershon included Libni and Shimi, each of whom became the ancestor of a clan. The descendants of Kohath included Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived to be 133 years old. The descendants of Merari included Mali and Mushi. Oh. The,
0: Go ahead. These are the clans of the Levites as listed in their family records. Amram married his father's sister, Jochebed, and she gave birth to his sons, Aaron and Moses. Amram lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Izhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, el and Sithri. Aaron married Elisheba, the daughter of Amminadab, and the sister of Nashon, and she gave birth to his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. Their descendants became the clans of Korah. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she gave birth to his son, Phinehas. These are the ancestors of the Levite families listed according to their clans. The Aaron. And Moses name, named in this list are the same ones to whom the Lord said, lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord saying, I can't do it. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me?
1: So then we move over to John eleven forty seven through 57. Mm. Huh?
0: No. What?
1: Mm-mm. Eleven forty seven through 57.
0: I think that's the wrong day.
1: Today's this day 24. That's where... Um... But
0: we're not on day 24. What day are we on? Day 23.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, 18 through 46 let's start there bethany was only a few miles down the road from jerusalem and many of the people had come to console martha and mary in their loss. when martha got word that jesus was coming she went to meet him but mary stayed in the house martha said to jesus lord if only you had been here my brother would not have died but even now i know that god will give you whatever you ask jesus told her your brother will rise again yes martha said he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to, the, to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, she assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he's been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside, and Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, Unwrap him and let him go.
0: The plot to kill Jesus. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen, but some of the some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. And that, <laughs> that is, is our, our reading, reading today.
1: today. <laughs> I gave
0: you like two sentences. <laughs> it's good. It's good because tomorrow I actually pick up at that point and keep reading. So oh, look at that. When I do the supercut of this year, the five thousand minute supercut of the Bible, boy, that would be crazy. Anyway, that is our reading today. And we read that with two questions in mind. We, we, we These are the questions. These you know the questions, questions mm-hmm. unless it's your first aid. In that case, welcome. Yay. Yeah. How does this help me love God more, or better? And how does this help me love others more, or better? So, Allison. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: How does this help you love... God. God more, mm-hmm. or better?
1: Mm-hmm. So we see in both this the New Testament reading today and in the Old Testament reading, um, God's uh, his his patience with our doubt hmm. uh, and our questioning. So multiple times Moses is questioning, um, "Why me? Well, hang on. Am I the right person for this? I I'm not good at this. Like, I I, I don't talk. Well. What if they don't believe me? Um, what do I do if you know?" And God was so patient with him and was like, okay, so if they don't believe you, do this. And if they say this, then do this. And then I'm gonna do this. Right. And so he was laying it all out for Moses. Like, listen, I have an answer to every one of their questions. I have a response to everything they're gonna throw at you. I have a plan way on down the line for how I'm gonna handle this situation mm-hmm. to give Moses the confidence to go forward and handle what he would had to handle and then when you move forward i love that jesus martha says lord he's been dead for four days the smell will be terrible can't open this and he says didn't i tell you that you would see god's glory if you believe and so yet again and there was another place i think i thought i read um
0: well you know it's the whole um he would have been okay if you were here mm, yes like that yes yeah
1: and he's like just what what did i say he said, I just said, didn't you know.
0: I, don't you believe I'm the... Don't you believe? Didn't you I've always me? known you're the Messiah. <laughs> okay. Okay, well. There's some dots to connect here. Right. Uh-huh.
1: So it... um, I love his patience with our questions and with our doubt, mm-hmm. whether we're doubting him or ourselves, which if we're doubting ourselves, then we're doubting his ability to work through us. So he doesn't... Um, it's like he does. He never seemed frustrated with Moses through all of that. He's like, no, listen, this is what's going to happen then, and then, <laughs> then you're going to do this. And I tell you what, put your arm in your coat now, pull it out now, look at it. You know, oh, it's covered in it. You know, <laughs> yeah. let me tell. He's like, I need. To, I will teach you as patiently as I need to, everything that you need to know mm-hmm. to be ready for this journey. And then he turns to you know when Mary and Martha is like, oh, you had only been here. He says, um, I you'll see God's glory if you believe. He's patient with them. Yeah. So I guess that, that makes me love God more and knowing that um, He's never going to see me as, oh gosh, Allison, you're so annoying. <laughs> you <know? laughs> or yeah or say, I've already told you I'm not telling you again. Gosh, I've said that to my kids. yeah I've said that to my kids. I believe I've already told you this a million times I'm not saying it again. Isn't it great that we have a God that doesn't say that? Yes. That he does not say, I've already told you a million times, I'm not saying it again. We say it. Very true. So, makes me love God more. Yeah. His patience.
0: I love that. God is more patience. More patient with us. More patience. All right. How does this helped me love others more or better? You know who I've never thought of in this story one time? Hmm. I have never once considered the Israelite foreman in this story.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: They're caught in the middle. Yeah. And you know what would have been really easy for them to get whipped by the Egyptians and turn around and start whipping the people that they were leading? But what do they do instead? They literally risk their lives by going back to Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're upset with Moses, and we take that away from this, that they're like, why did you even do this? And honestly, from their perspective, they're not doing anything wrong here. They, you know, they tried to stand in the gap and protect their people. Yeah. They took their beating. Yeah. And they went and approached a guy who really, truly had not done anything to prove that he was sent by God. He did the snake thing, but as we're going to see in a little while, that kind of thing could be done at yeah. that time. You know, So uh, I've never considered the Israelite foreman. Um, but man, they stood in the gap. They stood mm-hmm. in the gap. And I think being reminded of that and the fact that they were the ones getting their backs whipped... Um, not the israelite slaves you know like in all the movies like prince of egypt or Mm -hmm. the really like we watched someone some movie the other day just about this i don't even remember what it was but it was one of those really cheesy like 90s sort of like moses moses when he pulled his white hand out of his jacket it was already white because all the characters on the screen were white it was one of those kinds of deals right and so
1: yeah <clears throat> it wasn't like the original, like, not the original, but the old school. Yeah, yeah, Char- yeah. Was it Charlton Heston?
0: Actually, yeah, it was that. It was? That. He it read the was? little thing beforehand. and Yeah, yeah. So all the people in it were white. No, None of them were Arab colored, you know, like the brown Middle Eastern color that they all would have been. Or dark black that many Egyptians would have been. All of that to say that it's the slaves being whipped. Yeah. And it it's is. the slaves being whipped mm-hmm. in Prince of Egypt. And slaves yeah. being whipped in the Ten Commandments movie with Charleston Heston. It wasn't that movie it was an animated one that he hosted oh gotcha anyway it's not the slaves being whipped it's these leaders that are standing in the gap and i think that helps me love others better because quite frankly i think if i'm getting my back whipped the last thing i'm going to do is just absorb that and not forward it to the person who's downhill Mm -hmm. right there's this funny little saying about how things roll downhill right and i love that they didn't do that and that they went to pharaoh and then they went to moses and Aaron mm-hmm and they made their case in front of both of mm-hmm. them and I think that that takes boldness mm-hmm. so I I want to be more like them yeah they didn't forward the abuse they absorbed right. it and they tried to find a solution um, and ultimately they failed because that was God's plan for them to fail they were not going to solve this he was going to solve mm-hmm. this so yeah anyway that's where I'm at
1: oh that's great
0: never ever have I thought of them before
1: I have not either yeah and Molly and Mushy are back thank goodness I was really, I just, I felt just at home.
0: You know when Huppum and Muppum show up that Molly and Mushy aren't Aren't far far behind. behind. Especially when Beaker's there. Beaker. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Hey, glad you guys joined us today. Yes. Reading the Bible is fun. It is fun. And exciting. Yeah. exhilarating. It is. That's all. It's only those things. Yep. Yeah. That's all. Any big shout outs today, Allison?
1: I, you know who I do want to shout out? Yes.
0: I I don't actually. So.
1: You don't know, but you will. I will you as will soon as know. you do it. I am going to shout out.
0: Should I give you a drum roll?
1: Um, Shelly.
0: Oh, Shelley yeah. That's do a good one. you know why
1: I'm going to shout, out, shout her out?
0: I would love to know why, Okay. but I bet I know why.
1: Okay. So twice now since Saturday, I've made a mistake on the podcast. Twice. I've posted the right um title with the wrong day the first time i posted the 15th again which may have been because it's mine and chips first birthday and maybe i just wanted everybody to hear yes
0: it yes
1: not sure and then this morning she messaged me to let me know that i day five for some reason but she posts she messages me early so that i can catch it early and i appreciate that and she's so kind to me so shelly you're great and you're also first yeah. You're the first one that kept you're the first, that would mean <clears throat> either you're the first one listening or you're the first one that lets me know. So which yeah. is it?
0: I think the big takeaway from this is that you want everyone to tell you when No, that goes. is
1: not the takeaway.
0: You want that a million, million text, text messages. Text. Wrong,
1: wrong. No.
0: Shelly, you are the official QA Q C of the podcast. I feel,
1: yes. What does that
0: mean? Quality assurance, quality control.
1: Okay. Yes, that's you, Shelly.
0: Yep. You're the one.
1: She has got she it's like being the line leader.
0: She's the She's line, the line leader. leader. Oh, my goodness. That's Micah's favorite job.
1: You're at the line leader.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Right. Shelly, thank you for Thanks, listening. Shelly. Thank you for going on. I think it's her second year, right? She did last year and now this year? Mm-hmm. I do I'm not sure if she was there the first year or not. I don't remember. But, mm-hmm. Shelly, I'll tell you what. Super proud of you. Super grateful for you. Thank you so much. And, hey, to everyone else, make sure you share this podcast. More and more people reading the Bible is what we want. I... Uh, Allison, I would like to tell you something. I'm we are right. going to have our one thousandth episode this year and we will also have our one hundred thousandth play, which is a hundred thousand times people have opened the Bible. My word. So big year. Exciting <laughs> stuff. Share it around, guys. You never know who's going to be that one hundred thousandth person. That's right. Yeah.
1: We'll have balloon a balloon drop for them.
0: That. Yes. That'd be amazing. Hey, you know what
1: I love about cliffhangers? What?